Welcome to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. The number one motivation show on the planet. No more Mondays for you. It's time to make every day Saturday. Boom! This is the podcast where we help you to accept who you are, not where you are. On the roller coaster of life, you know we only sit in the front seat champion. So make sure you are fastened in. Let's go. Tired of feeling run down all the time during the week? We can help you make every day feel like it's a Saturday. Let's go pack your bags. It's time to leave Averageville. Introducing the man who thinks abnormal stands for above normal. When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. Hello, champion, and welcome back to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. Sam Crowley here. Thank you, by the way, before we even go any further, everybody that's left a rating and a review for the show on iTunes, wherever you download your podcast, thanks so much. I see them. I read them. I appreciate them. Uh, You're so awesome. And by the way, if you haven't done it yet, do that. At the end of today's podcast, smash that review. It just helps amazing people like you find the show. But I just want to say thank you. I read every single review. All right. My gratitude for you. Immense. All right. Hey, have you heard that term? I'm sure you have. You know, all the great stuff happens outside of your comfort zone. Okay. It's a great saying, you know, cool meme, I guess, a motivational meme you'd post out there. But how many people actually experience that? When was the last time you did something for the first time? All right. I mean, really made yourself feel uncomfortable. And then you'll start to get that queasy feeling in your stomach. You know, it's like, I mean, if you're like me, anytime you do something for the first time, you're like, oh my God, I'm going to fail. I'm going to look like a jerk or I'm going to go broke or whatever those feelings are, you know? But I always try to contrast that with what would it be like to just stay the same and how boring that would be, how monotonous that would be, how just vanilla that would be. And you don't want that. Nobody wants that, but yet so many people subscribe to that. Play it safe, okay? I got this 401k. I don't want to mess with that. I know that if I did something more exciting with my life, it would definitely give me a injection of enthusiasm. I'd feel like a kid again, but I can't really, you know, can't jeopardize that. Not enough people bet on themselves, and it's because they don't like that feeling of really being uncomfortable. But I think betting on yourself is a, uh, a sure bet, number one. Uh, the timing may not be exactly how you want it to happen, but it's a sure bet. Because instead of talking about uh, you know getting more information or anything like that, you're talking about transformation. All right, It's about the person that you become along the way. And what I never wanted to be, I just, I never wanted to be average. I remember, gosh, let me take you back to 1990. I was living in West Palm Beach, Florida, and I was down there for a couple of years. I dropped out of college in 1988, went to Florida with my buddy because I gave that a lot of thought. We were at a bar at two in the morning and he's like, what are you going to do with your life? I said, uh, I don't know. I'm in Bradford, PA, my hometown. And it's August and everybody's going back to school. He goes, oh, why don't you come to Florida with me? I'm going to college down there this year. I'm like, oh, that sounds good. Where at? West Palm Beach. Cool. Now, the furthest I had been south was, I think, when I was eight, whatever, when my sister graduated law school from Georgetown. We all drove down there, got the family roadster. We drove to Washington, D.C. That's the furthest south I'd ever been. And, you know, that was in, you know, I was eight years old. 
10 years old, something like that. So I went to West Palm, long story short, I didn't, you know, I, I missed the four seasons, you know, I missed winter, a little bit of winter, not all winter, but fall and spring, you didn't get that in West Palm Beach. A lot of great palm trees, saw the ocean for the first time. But when I went back to Buffalo, there was a guy that I connected with who uh, the stock brokerage firm I was working with at the time, uh, I just happened to connect with this guy through some company networking event or something anyway he had a he had an apartment in buffalo he's like oh dude come on back it's gonna be great you can crash at my place till you get back on your feet and I'm like yeah okay sounds great so went to buffalo knock knock on his door sunday night i remember i drove into town from florida kind of a long drive 23 hour drive and you know the first few nights it was cool i was crashing on his couch but i could just tell that he wasn't really digging it i was really it was a one bedroom so you know, I was sleeping on the couch and then the second week went and, you know, I was trying to find bartending jobs. Like I had no money coming in and, and then it just became increasingly obvious that he just wanted me the heck out of his apartment. He didn't say it. You could just, you ever, you ever know, like, Hey, you know, it just, it was going bad. So I connected with, uh, a girl who I went to high school with in Bradford. She lived in Buffalo and I didn't know she lived there. It was really one of my best friend's sister. Her name was Carla. She had a roommate, two girls, so I moved in with them, split the rent three ways, so it was $400 a month. My rent was $133 a month, but it was right around then, so it was really like three's company, you know, me and the two girls. So I did get a bartending job. I was bartending in Buffalo in the summer of 1990, and I realized I never want this feeling again. Number one, I never want to be a burden to anybody. It was so embarrassing. Like, I was so broke. I didn't have two nickels to rub together. I was embarrassed. I was jobless. Uh, at least being a bartender, I had some purpose. I had some job to go to. And it was right then. I was only 22 years old, but I'm thinking, man, I never, ever want to feel that way again. I will take every risk imaginable the rest of my life if it means never having to you know, be looked down upon, pity. Like he actually said, you know, nice guy. He's like, hey, dude, do you need a couple bucks? You know, we're going out for a beer. I'm like, yeah, I can't. This is when I was staying on his couch. I'm like, yeah, I really can't go. And he knew why. I didn't have any money. He goes, oh, come on, man. I'll give you a couple bucks for a beer. I'm like, all right. See, so he, he gave me a $5 bill and, and I drank dollar drafts and couldn't even leave a tip. It was just so embarrassing. Like I didn't ever want to be that person. And, you know, the only thing worse than failing, in my opinion, is to feel the pity of somebody else. And that always drove me. It drives me to this day. You know, like I'm always looking to get uncomfortable because what was really uncomfortable was being the source of somebody else's pity, being looked upon as average, being looked upon as somebody that really couldn't show up every day, that really didn't bring any value. Like that was way worse than any risk I ever took, than any failure I ever failed that, you know, because I knew that when I took the risk, and even if I did have experienced a massive failure, I learned so much about myself along the way. And sometimes that costs you money. You know, sometimes you spend a lot of money and you take a shot and it doesn't work out, but how you were able to learn about yourself and pushing yourself to just different limits and things like that worth way more money than what I found out later you know, staying in a job for too long, you know, every, every, everything has a shelf life. Okay. A job has a shelf life. 
And if you're not actively looking to get promoted within that job and do more and get more responsibility, then you're just kind of dying, you know, in that cubicle cemetery. So once I figure out the shelf life of that, that was 15 years. Once I figured out the shelf life of that corporate career was going to be gone, I wanted to push myself to new limits after that. That's how this podcast got started, you know, back in the day as I just quit my job, started a podcast. There was no iPhone, you know, there was, no, you know, nobody even knew what a podcast was at the time. But again, it was about getting outside of that feeling of I'm comfortable because whenever I get comfortable, I get antsy. I get nervous. I get fidgety. I don't like it. I always like experiencing new things, trying new things. Like I'll, I'll push, even if I know I'm going to fail. Like I've, I've tried stuff sometimes where I just knew that I was going to fail, but I knew I'd learn a lot. And that was worth the price. That was worth the price. Not enough people recognize that the inv investment in failure is far greater than not investing and staying exactly the way you are and experiencing no transformation. Because even if you try and fail, you've experienced some sort of transformation. You, you, you have experience now of what it feels like to be uncomfortable, and you know you can do it. I think, isn't that all? Like, you know you can do it. And I'm not, I'm not really surprised that the podcast worked out, you know, some 20 million downloads later, still doing it. I do it because I love it. I believe these are audio seeds that are planted throughout the world. And the harvest comes in when it, har when it comes in, when the harvest comes in. Like, it comes in as a form of an email saying, dude, listen to podcasts. I love it. Sam, he saved my life, which that kind of makes me uncomfortable because I don't want to have that much pressure. But you know what I mean? It's like... Those are, I'll take that over money any day. But then there's the monetization feature of the podcast where people come on board our mastermind group or come on board as a coaching client some way, somehow. Like I never worried, which is really wild. I just, I never envisioned the podcast ever failing because I knew if I stayed in the game, I wouldn't fail. And the longer I did it, the more success I would have. It was really, I mean, really uncomfortable to come out of the gate sounding like Porky Pig on a meth trip, stuttering like a fool trying to put together one sentence and thinking, oh my God, I quit my job to do this. I can't even put one sentence together. But then it got better. You're just failing forward. I got really uncomfortable. I felt all of the uncomfortableness. Trust me when I tell you that much. I felt all of it, but then it went away. And then I started getting a little antsy. I didn't stop podcasting. I'm like, hey, let's do some more stuff. Let's go speak on a stage. Let's put yourself out there as a speaker. Wow, never did that before. Careful what you wish for, because then somebody asks you to speak. You got to go do it. You're really uncomfortable. Then you're like, hey, I can do this. Why don't I sell from stage? Now that I got an audience, why don't I just make an offer? Hey, it works out. You know what I mean? So don't ever stop growing. If you're feeling uncomfortable, you're nervous, you're a little queasy, that's how you know you're in the game, man. That's that energy. Yeah, you're here. You're here. That's awesome. Welcome to the party, pal. But to not feel that, to wake up, and go to a job or do something every day just because it's your safety net. Like, I get it. No, I'm not telling you your kids got to go without food or something. But, man, how much is enough? Like, how many times are you going to take crap from your boss? Like, how many more meetings are you going to sit in just to plan to have another meeting? You know, it doesn't even make sense to me. You know, life is about growth. It's about getting uncomfortable, feeling that queasy feeling of something new. So go after that something new. Starting today, go after that something new and get uncomfortable. All right, I hope, I hope this message found you at the right time, at the right place. I hope it blessed you. Share it with a friend if you feel they could benefit from the Everyday Saturday podcast. And let's get after it in a big way, all right? Have the best day ever.
And that's a wrap. Another Everyday Saturday podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Would you do your boy a favor? Would you get on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast and leave a rating for the show? It helps amazing people like you find the show faster. And that's what I'm looking for, amazing people like you. Hey, I'm always hanging out on the interwebs. You can check me out on Instagram, at Everyday is Saturday. Let me know you're listening to the show. Love, 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 love hearing from fans of the Everyday Saturday podcast. And one last thing, when you're ready to launch, get on my calendar, go to launchwithsam.com. You and I are going to work together to set rocket fuel to your dream. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'll see you on the next Everyday is Saturday podcast.